We are wrapping up the series, How to Change Your Life Today. Um, I love getting to wrap up a series, kind of put a bow on this thing. And uh, we've been looking at how to change our lives by pulling out some stories of real life people that are a part of our church. You know some of these people. And if you don't, you're going to have a chance to get to know them in the days and years ahead. But they're kind of sharing their stories. And we've, we've been able to pull out some life principles of what it means to grow, some, some like principles of life change. And so what I want to do before we dive into this week's message is just review what we've looked at so far. Okay, so in week one, we looked that we must start with Jesus. That's the first principle of life change. You have to start with Jesus. And we saw the story of Derek and Holly Williams. And from that, we really learned that it's not enough just to, to go to church and to, to know who Jesus is. You've got to make him the center of your life. He's either the center, really, he's, it's all or nothing. And how that changed their life when they put Jesus right front and center in their life. Jesus himself said in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. You have to put Jesus front and center. So if you're going to change your life, you have to start with Jesus. And then in week two, our children's pastor, Lindsay Toole, shared some of her story. And we learned about getting past our past. You've got to get past your past if you're going to change your life. And we, we saw that regardless of what we've done, or what we've been through, maybe what's even been done to us, that Jesus wants to rewrite our story if we'll let him. And he can take those broken pieces and he can do something beautiful with that. Um, the Apostle Paul in Philippians 3 says, No, dear brothers and sisters, I've not achieved it. I haven't arrived. But I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and reach the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. God wants to do something with your life if you'll let him take you past your past. That's the second principle of life change. And then the third one we saw last week as Pastor Kevin interviewed his dad, Al Simmons, and we saw that our, your decisions direct your story. When they gave, kind of gave us a peek into their backstory, we saw some of the fallout from bad decisions that were made, but we also saw the power of the good decisions that Al made and how he was going to lead his family and how he was going to love them well. And we know that our decisions direct our story. All of us can look back to moments in our life where we made a decision and it, it kind of changed the course of where we were going. Some of those were good decisions, some of them were bad, but our decisions direct our story. And then this week, uh, Kevin sat down with one of our own, Gary Allman. A lot of you may know him. Some of you don't know him because you don't see him up here on stage. It's not the way Gary's wired. But Gary hesitantly shared his story. We had to kind of twist his arm a little bit. And we're going to learn what it looks like to grow spiritually and to find spiritual maturity. So take a couple of minutes and watch Gary's story with me. Gary, one of the things that I've always loved about you is just kind of listening to your stories about growing up. Because, you know, I think that you would describe it, that you grew up in kind of a, a fantasy world. And, uh, and so I just wanted to give you a chance to talk about your relationship with your dad and uh, what it was like to grow up, to grow up in your home. So why don't you share with us a little bit about that? I was always raised in a uh, Christian home. And my dad and my relationship was very rare, I think. It was very special. Uh, he was not obedient as far as scolding me, but I knew better than to do wrong. Uh, he was a saint. and. As he's passed 28 years ago, I feel that there's no way I could ever fulfill his shoes. Do you remember a time when, like, you saw your dad go, like, above and beyond to help somebody? There used to be a lot of unemployment when we ran the company. Yeah. 
he would hire the people from the trailer manufacturers and even Alcoa. And me and my brother-in-law, Jimmy, had to work with those unskilled laborers and we, we weren't happy, but yeah. later on we see in life where that did provide food for the unemployed table that didn't have a job at the time. So did you compare yourself with your dad? Somewhat, I wanted to be like him, yeah. but I knew in my heart I could not be. Yeah. I had done, done, blew that. Yeah. And then later on in your life, what, I mean, you kind of began to grow up and, and venture out and have other relationships. So talk about how you kind of got in your 20s and you started to see um, what was happening in the hearts of other men that you were around. We had a uh, special pastor and uh, members here at Vortex now, of course, my brother-in-law, Jimmy, and another Jimmy, Jimmy Hartzell, had sm small groups at church. And they were what I would say at the time, on fire for Jesus. Yeah. And I looked at, looked to them and felt like, I, how come I do not have that side? Yeah. And it took me a while before I realized that God had not given me that gift. I think that's that's one of the things that I love kind of as I listen to your story. But you looked up at your dad and you said, you know, he's so good. I don't know that I can be like him. And then you grew up a little bit more and get in your 20s and you get married and you're around your, your brother-in-law, Jimmy, who's, who's Pastor Jimmy, he's part of our church staff. And, and Jimmy Hartzell serves here at church with us now. And you said, you know, you looked at them and said, I, I don't know that I can be like them either. That's true. But then God did something special in you by showing you that you had a, a different kind of gift and a different kind of makeup. And so talk about how God changed your life and got a hold of your heart and began to really kind of catch fire in who you are. I, and it falls back to my dad. They built a new sanctuary he was there day and night. He worked at night, off the clock, and I caught myself going to church and really enjoying being at church to do the things behind the scenes. Yeah. So, uh, but as I say, for, for a good period in my 20s, I was content to just wake up and go on Sunday mornings and go to Sunday school, and that, that was enough church for me. Yeah, but when God began to get a hold of your heart, I wanted to be there. I, I could have been there every day of the week. Yeah. And it wasn't the standing on stage that was doing that. It was serving in the background. Yes, serving. Serving was what I really felt like I was called to do in that, that area. How has your decision to come to Vortex and get plugged in, start serving? Many people don't know, but you're one of our leaders behind the scenes. And, and setting up and preparing on Sunday mornings. How has that impacted your relationship with God? I'm fed every Sunday when I do set up. There's special times that goes on through set up. Yeah. Uh, holding hands, having prayer before we instruct it to a church. Yeah. You, you feel the Holy Spirit come in then and, and you're, you're, you're on fire. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that is such a powerful testimony that it's not, as I've grown up, it's no longer just me sitting in a church to be fed. Right. Now I'm fed because I'm actively participating in the way that God made me 
to participate. I'm serving, God made me to serve. God made me to work behind the scenes. Now I'm living in the way that God made me and I'm being fed because of that. So many people think that the only way that they're gonna be fed is if they actually sit there True. and get spoon fed. But that's what a kid is, right? The only way a kid gets fed is because we put them in a high chair and we feed them. But an adult, an adult is actively participating in the world and because of that, they're being fed and that's maturity. I think that's a powerful testimony. I agree. So if you were going to encourage anybody with a lesson that would come from kind of where you've been to where you are today, what, what would you encourage them with? I would encourage them that the, the small things they may think that's not making an impact is making a huge impact. Yeah. And that, that's on the good side of things. Yeah. The little things that you do on a Sunday. I know that I just want to encourage you for a second. You know, every time on a Sunday that you set up and tear down when there's somebody that raises their hand and says, I receive Jesus, you're a part of that. Amen. You're you're a part of that reward in heaven. You're a part of everything that went into God using people that day to take his message of hope to them. You're a part of that every Sunday. And I'm proud to be a part of it. Um, I was in the room with Kevin Madonna's Kevin Madonna struck me with how God had used different people in Gary's life, Gary's father and father-in-law, family friends around him. Around him. In his process, in his of, growth. process of growth, but for a long time, a long time um, he was actually um, hindered he was actually because hindered he wanted, because to, be he like wanted to be like them, do what they could do, what they could do, and, 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 and he felt like he couldn't measure, like up. measure up. And his process and his of growth really took off really took when he realized that God realized didn't want him to be a version of them. He wanted him to be exactly exactly to serve the way he wanted to That's what he wanted. And I think we can learn from his story and from God's word about what spiritual maturity looks like. Because for a long time, I think. Long Gary time, I think Gary kind of missed it, and I think we and do I think too. We do too. Because we have a, a picture have a, in our a mind, or an, mind idea or an idea of what a spiritually, a spiritually mature, person, mature looks like. person looks like. That may be a little that bit. Maybe a little so bit. Here's off. what I want to do. So here's what I want to give you three signs, you three signs of, spiritual of spiritual maturity, and they may and not be, may what, not be you what, what you think they are. And so let's just dive right in. Three signs. Three signs. Spiritual maturity. You might think that spiritual maturity looks like. Pride, pride in how much Bible knowledge and experience that you have. You know, you may think that's what spiritual maturity looks like. It looks like knowing a whole lot about the Bible, having the answers to all the questions about it, having lots of experience following Jesus for a long time. But that's not necessarily what it is. Because we've known people like that, right? You probably have some friends in your life that... That they're the kind of they always the kind have, they the always have the Bible answer, 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 answer for every question that comes up. Um, they're big fans. Um, they're big fans of Jesus. Jesus. You guys familiar with the Jesus? You know, Jesus. You know, Jesus. Running back. Running back. Going one direction. The last section. The last section. Another direction. Here's how Jesus. Here's how Jesus works. You're in a conversation. You're in a conversation. You're just having a good time. You're saying, Hey, this weekend we're going to go finding doors. Finding doors. Everybody's excited. Everybody's excited. They're the person that says. They're the person that says. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's great. But isn't it more important to find Jesus? And you're like. And you're like, well, yeah, yeah, well, yeah Jesus is yeah, awesome. Jesus is awesome. We're talking about Jesus. We're talking about Jesus. We're talking about going to the movie. They're those kind They're of those people. Kind they always seem to have, always seem to have like, man, I just had the worst day ever. Like, like, yeah, but just imagine, yeah, but just you imagine you could be living in sub-Saharan Africa. Thanks for that. Thanks for that. Great, great. Debbie down, Debbie down. They always seem to have that moment, that comeback, that comeback. Your life is really bad. Yeah, really bad. Yeah, well, Jesus was nailed to the cross. Thanks for that. They're those kind of people. They have a lot of pride in their biblical knowledge, in their experience. No one really likes to be around them. Some of you are those people. Some of you are those people. 
I'm telling you, everyone is already hitting you on Facebook. You need to start hitting you on Facebook. Because you're that guy in their life. Okay. You might have that may be what you think spiritual maturity looks like. No, it's actually actually when your love of Jesus your love of Jesus makes you humble makes you humble and teachable. Makes you humble. Makes you humble. Truthfully, without humility, without humility, you're not growing. You're not growing. You're not really walking. Not really walking with Jesus. Without humility, you're asking Jesus to walk with you. That's what you're doing. That's what you're and doing. And so here's what happens. So here's what happens. Um, um, there was this story, there was this story in, uh, in 1 Corinthians, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter, chapter 8. And there were people who had followed who Jesus, for a while, Jesus for a while. And then there were some new ones. And the new ones, and the new ones has, they had, had come out of a false religion where they worshipped idols. And, they worshiped and idols. one of the ways that they worshipped those false gods was they would sacrifice food to those idols. Okay? Okay? And so those people who had come out of that recently, they didn't do with the idol worship. So they were like, man, you don't want to go anywhere. You don't want to eat any of that food that was worshipped to the idols. It's unclean. But the people who've been following Jesus for a while were like, those idols aren't those real. Idols they, aren't can't, real. They, can't they can't make anything, can't make anything unclean. Like it's no big like deal. It's no big deal. And so the ones and who so had the ones knowledge, had they knew it was no big deal. No big deal. They, they were really puffed up. So here's what happens in verse 1. They asked Paul about this. He writes and says, now regarding your question about food that's been offered to idols. Yes, we know that. We know that. We all have knowledge. We all know this is true, guys. About this issue, about this issue, but while knowledge makes, while us, knowledge feel makes us feel important, it's love that it's shrinks love that shrinks the church. Because here's what was happening: those who knew those the right who knew answer, the right answer, they're like, it's, they're like, it's no big deal. They were they were looking down their looking nose, down their nose, who didn't know as much as they did. They, they were judging them. They were judging them. They were really puffed up with pride their knowledge, their knowledge of the truth. And that's not what shows the church. That's not what shows spiritual maturity. Spiritual maturity. Spiritual maturity is always going to look like humility, humility, and teachability. Because biblical knowledge, because biblical or, knowledge deep or deep thought doesn't make, doesn't you, mature. make you mature. It doesn't. It doesn't. Humility and teachability are signs that, that you're growing. You see, I've been in church. See, I've been in church my whole life. I've been in my whole life. Okay. And I've known people who've been followers of Jesus for 40, 50, 60, 70 years. Some of those people have so much Bible knowledge, but they're still so immature in their walk with Jesus. They're filled with pride about how much pride about how much experience they have. But they're not actually not actually not growing in their walk with Jesus. They don't. Some they of you say, "Well, I've been following for years, but you don't have twenty years. years of experience. You have experience. one year of experience. One year of experience. You've been repeating you've been every year for twenty years. You've been going through the same thing. You're not walking. You're not walking closer to Jesus. You're not obeying. You're not obeying. You're not anymore humble or teachable than you ever were. You're actually in some ways getting further away. So just having knowledge and being followed Jesus for a long time, that doesn't mean you're mature. No, the signs of maturity maturity are are humility and and realizing that you don't have it all together. together. Because you got to know this. You got to know this. When the Bible talks about maturity, that word that is translated can also be translated with the word perfect or lacking nothing. Now, if I were now, to have surveyed you, you before we started, before we started, started said, how many of you think you're spiritually mature? You're spiritually mature? Most of you would have raised your hands. You don't want to be the one saying, you don't want to be the one saying, you Some of you in your minds would have thought, yeah, I'm pretty mature. I've been following for a while. I've been following for a while. Are you perfect? Are you perfect? Lacking nothing? Lacking nothing? Because by that definition, I've got a long way to go. I've got a long way to go. I've got a long way to go. I've been following you for 27 years. I've got a long way to go. No, no, I've got to be no, no, I've humble got to be and teachable or else I have it right. This is a process, is a process that Jesus has taken you to. You, you, you may think that spiritual maturity looks, looks like pride, knowledge, and experience, and deep thought, but it's, it's not. It's humility. It's humility and teachability. And teachability. You, may also you may also think that spiritual that maturity is being a truth person. 
the kind of person that feels the kind like, of they person that feels like they have a speak license, they have a license in every situation, in every situation, no matter the background, no matter, no matter how, no matter how feelings, feelings, might feelings might be hurt. If if you're wrong, if, if about, you're something, wrong about something, they're gonna let you they're know. They're gonna let you know. Some of you are that some kind of person. Some of you used to have, have friends like that, right? Used to have friends. Used to have friends. Because they would always speak the truth. No matter what, they were a truth person. But it's actually not actually not just being a truth person. It's being a person. It's being a person. Truth and grace. Truth and grace. Truth and grace. In John, chapter, in John one, chapter one, John's telling us about John's when Jesus, about when Jesus, Jesus came, came, described him in verse fourteen. The word, that's the word, became, became flesh and took up residence, took up residence among us. We observed His we glory, observed his glory the as the glory as the Son and only Son from the Father, full of grace, full of and grace truth. and truth. That was Jesus, full of grace, full of grace and truth. And then verse sixteen says, verse sixteen says, indeed, we have all received grace after grace from His fullness. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and grace and truth came from Jesus Christ. You see, ultimately, you see, ultimately spiritual, maturity, spiritual maturity growing, growing is becoming more, becoming like, Jesus. more like Jesus. That's, That's the simplest way that we can understand it. So when you think about so maturity, you think about maturity being, becoming 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 more like Jesus, becoming more like Jesus, you begin to understand how we're, how we're never, never going to get there in this life. We're never going to be we're never going to be completely perfect, lacking that, lacking. We're never going to be completely completely like Jesus as long as I'm walking around in this sinful body. But we can be, we can be growing. You see, the chances are, see, the chances are that you either come down naturally on the side of grace. Some of you are grace. Some of you are grace. That's, natural that's your natural instinct. You're never going to say anything rude. You're never going to tell somebody to tell somebody to save the relationship. You're always going to be very, very forgiving. You're going to be very, very, very non-judgmental. That's going to be who you are. You're a grace person. Everyone loves. Everyone loves the grace people. Some of you are more like me. Some of you are more like me. And you're a truth person. You're a truth person. And you're always going to err on the side of the truth. Well, I, love say, well, I, love I love them. I love them. I've got to tell them the truth. Tell them right? the truth. It's, right? called tough love. it's called tough love. And somebody that's the only kind of love you know is the tough love. So you, you so side more you naturally, naturally on the side of truth. That's just how you're all wired to come down a little more naturally on one side of the other. That's okay. Spiritual growth. Spiritual growth. Spiritual maturity means you start wherever you started from and you move to the middle. Of becoming a person, of becoming a person of truth, truth. And because if we're going to be Christ-like, we're going to be Christ like, like, Jesus. like Jesus, and He was full, and he was of, full grace of grace and truth. And truth. See, my natural See, instinct, my natural instinct may be on the truth side, the truth side. But, when but when I'm walking closer, closer, closer to Jesus, when I'm Jesus, when I'm growing, I begin to speak, I begin to with, grace. speak with grace. I begin to speak. I begin to speak the truth with love. With love. You see, if you could you see, if come, you up could, come up with a formula for what spiritual what maturity might look like, it would probably it would probably look kind of like this: grace plus plus truth is maturity. Is maturity. It's not Christ-like to be all grace. It's not Christ-like to be all truth. You've got to be both. Both. Pastor Kevin said. Pastor Kevin said this without grace, without brutality, brutality. But grace without grace without truth is enabling. It's not loving. It's to not be all loving. Grace. To be it's all not grace. really loving. It's not really loving. Truth. To be all truth. Pastor Chris Hodges. Pastor Chris Hodges. Truth, truth without grace. Without grace is mean. You've heard that. You've heard that before. You know that. You know that. But grace without but truth grace without truth is meaningless. You've got to give. You've got to give both. And that's what and spiritual, that's maturity, what spiritual looks like. maturity looks like. It looks like somebody looks like somebody who's a person of truth and grace. And grace. In Ephesians four. In Ephesians four. Paul talks about this. Paul talks. We need to stop being like immature children. We need to grow up and walk with Jesus. And he says when we do that, we will speak the truth in love. We will speak the truth. We will speak the truth. That's a sign. That's a sign that you're growing. That's a sign that you're growing. That you're not just that you're not just truth. That's a sign that you're growing. That you're not just you're not just truth. You're speaking the truth with love. With love. You may also think that spiritual, spiritual maturity is, is becoming, is, is becoming like, like someone, someone you admire. Someone and I think, admire. And I think we see a lot of this in Gary's story. Becoming like becoming someone you like admire. Someone you Maybe, admire. They really Maybe they really are a great, are great godly, humble, humble person. 
person. Or serving or the way serving they serve. The way like, they I wish serve. I could, like, I wish I could do does. what he does. I wish I could sing, I wish like, I could she sing like she does. I wish I could play the I guitar, I could play like, the guitar like he does. And you may think that's what the truth is. If I could ever become that, then I'll know I've arrived. But that's not what it is. That's not what it is. Spiritual maturity is when you serve the way Jesus has gifted you. The way Jesus has given you. In First Corinthians twelve, First Corinthians 12, 4, 12 Paul, 6, says, Paul says there are different there kinds, are different of, kinds spiritual of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit, the same is, the spirit of them all. is the source of them all. There are different kinds there are different of different service, kinds of service, but we serve the, but same, we serve Lord. the same Lord. God works in different God ways. In different ways. Same God, same God, God can all work in all of us. What he's saying is this: we're all gifted differently. Lots of different ways to be gifted. There's lots of ways to serve. But ultimately, all the gifts come from the same from the same place. And all the gifts, and all the, the gifts are for the same purpose to serve God. To serve God. So it doesn't. So it matter doesn't matter how God has how God has gifted you. Serving in the way that He has gifted you. But we struggle with this because the spotlight literally is on the people who have the upfront gifts, right? The ones who can preach, the ones who can teach, the ones who can sing, the ones who can play guitar. But we're nothing without nothing without Jesus. The spotlight's not on the spotlight's not behind the scenes. Gary, who loves it, he told me to carry. I would rather carry. I would rather dig a ditch than do that video. Because he'd rather be behind the scenes. You're not going to see him on stage. You're not going to see him on stage. We have to video it just to get him on the screen. Because that's not how he's gifted. He doesn't even want that. He wants to serve the way God's gifted. It's a sign of maturity. 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 The way God's gifted you. When you stop trying you to become, stop trying to become your version, your or somebody, version else, of somebody else, and you become one hundred percent the way God created you to be, with all of your inability, you have all those abilities, you have all those mixed, abilities in. mixed in. I mean, I've been I saying, mean, for I've been years saying for that, that God that, wants to God do something, wants to something with your life, but He doesn't want to do He doesn't want to do with anybody else's life. That's why you exist. That's why you exist. That's why you were that's born. That's why you were born into your family, into the family, through the experiences. Through the experiences. Well, that's why you live well, on the street. You live on the street. That's why you work at the job. Where you work. That's why you go to school. Where you go to school. Because God wants. Because God wants you to do something that you can't do. Can't possibly. Can't possibly do with me. Because you're different. Because you're different. There's beauty. There's beauty in that. There's wisdom. There's wisdom in that. God didn't want us to all be the same way. We can't all be preachers. Right. Right? There's just not. We would be in church all day, every day, every day. All right, who's next? You got ten minutes. You got ten minutes. Get your sermon in. Get your sermon in. Let's. We can't all be preachers. We can't all sing solos. We can't. 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 We he went through the motions. He went through the motions. He wanted what others he had. What others had. But God didn't. But God didn't want another, another version. He wanted. He wanted Gary to be Gary to be Gary. He wanted to serve. Wanted to serve. Here's the thing. It's a sign, the thing. Of it's a sign of maturity. When you're serving when the way God's given you. God's this is such this a big is such deal. a big deal. But honestly, before but honestly, I even before finish, I'll show you. If you're in the room, if you're in the room, you call. You call. Vortex your home. Vortex your home. And you're not serving. Grab your connection Grab card, your connection write your name, card, write your name, phone number, and say I want to serve. And let us get you plugged in. Let us get you plugged in. This isn't this about isn't us needing more people to work, work in areas. Because some of you walk in on Sundays and they don't need me around here. Need There's plenty of people There's smiling, people shaking, smiling my hand. shaking my hand. We don't ever seem to run out of coffee. We don't ever seem to run out of coffee. I don't see kids running wild. There must have plenty of people working down there with kids. You've got a great band. You don't need me. You don't need me. It's not about us It's not about us needing you. It's about you. It's about you. Serve the way God's given you. If you don't use it, it's not that you'll lose it. 
You'll lose you. You'll lose you. You won't even you become. Won't even become. He really made you. Really made you. Don't serve, you don't in, that serve in that way. You will not grow. You will not if grow you don't serve. if you don't serve. You won't. You will short circuit. You short circuit. You may have everything you else going, everything on. Else going I on. I want to be humble. I want to be humble. I just want to. I just want to be used. You won't allow God to let you use the way He's gifted. The way He's gifted you. It's such a big it's deal. Such that a big deal. That if you're not connected, we, we so badly, so badly. For you. It's not that we. It's not that, that we gotta have. We gotta have you plug a hole in some area where we're understaffed. It's not that. It's not that. It's not. It's that we want you to become more God created. And we know that. And we know that serving as a irreplaceable irreplaceable part of it. And if you don't have it, you don't have it. You're not just missing out. You're missing out on becoming a major major degree. Because you know, following, you know, following Jesus, Jesus will lead us, will to, lead us to maturity. If we follow if him, we follow we're going to become more, more, more like him. Isn't that true of every relationship we have? That those that we spend the most time with, we become like them. Like them. Some of you recognize some those negative those things, negative things in your life. Things things life hanging out with him And I need to hang out. I need to hang out. You know, we walk with Jesus. We walk with Jesus. We become like him. And he's gifted us. He's gifted us. It's going to It's going to happen. It leads us to it leads us to maturity, but maybe, but maybe you misunderstood, the misunderstood the process. Maybe you've had this maybe idea that the idea only I can ever be mature is if I know everything the Bible says about everything and have all the answers. I'll be mature in twenty years. I've been following Jesus for a long time, but I'm going to tell you this: if you aren't humble and teachable, if you're not a person, if you're not a person, if you're never going to get there. Twenty years from now, you're years from now, you're just repeating the same year of experience over and over, and not grow, and not grow. Maybe you've had this Maybe idea. Had this idea that uh, man, I need to be able to, I need to, to, be able to, to have the to, right to have the right situation. answer in every situation. And the best way to do the that, best way to do that is to serve is to the way. Serve the way He created you to he serve. Created you to serve. <coughs> so as we pause, so as we pray, pause to pray. Let me invite you just, to bow, you just to bow your heads. Close your eyes. Focus your eyes, on, focus on you and God, right you maybe, God right now. Maybe God's been speaking to you during this time. Maybe as you heard Gary talk, you could identify with that and say, "I'm not an upfront. I'm not an upfront person either." Maybe, maybe, I maybe, 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 it's not about us. It's not about us rotation and rotation. It's not. It's about you. It's about you need to be. If you don't ever do that, you're never going to become what God wants you to be. You're never going to find. You're never going to find true happiness. You're going to miss out on God's best. Miss out on God's best for you. 